We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hail cheaters and welcome to the Always Cheating FPL podcast. My name is Brandon and I'm here with special guest host Dave Wagner Lodal. Dave, how are you? I'm good, Brandon, and I wishing Josh uh, get well soon. He'll be back soon. I'm looking forward to his thoughts um, on this weekend very soon on the Patreon pod. So get well soon, Josh. Yes, I feel like you're you're Elaine in that Seinfeld episode where she hates that at three o'clock every day in the office there's a get well soon party for somebody. Get well, get well soon. Josh is out with COVID. He lasted for like basically two years without getting a positive test, and um, yeah, uh, he's you know he's got mild symptoms, but his he was in a situation where his voice just was not working today. So Dave, thank you for pinch hitting. Uh, some of you who have uh, been longtime listeners of Always Cheating know Dave from previous pod appearances. But Dave, you've got a long storied history with FPL. And I feel like every season, I feel like I'm going to beat you. And then right around this time in the season, it turns out you're like ranked like at least 35K in the world or something like that. So where are you this season with your team? How you And how are you feeling? Like, because a lot of people have, if you're, even if you're doing well this season, it has been fraught, my friend. It's, it's, I think you guys have covered this really well in the last few weeks of the pod of getting the feel that FPL is a bit of a slog. I mean, let's be honest for a lot of people. And I know you mentioned, you know, a lot of people are, feel like we're checking out a bit, but you know, we still got chips and got to finish the season strong, but it's been a, been a tough year. You know, they say, Brandon, that hundred K is the new 10 K you've, you've heard You've heard sure. that, right? Of sure. Course, yeah, yeah, sure. Well, I'm 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 55k now, so I'm actually having a pretty good year. And I got a, as per usual, I'm stockpiling all my chips, so mm-hmm. I have all the things still to play. Good. I feel like yeah. that's going to be important because we're we're obviously going to preview game week 33, which is coming up this weekend, and then a lot of double game week fixtures have been confirmed for game week 36 and 37. So for managers such as yourself, Dave, who still have these chips. The strategy really like <laughs> has to crystallize now. We have been talking about chip strategy, it feels like this entire season. Now is really the last time we can we can really stomach talking about chip strategy. So I need your I need your feedback, Dave, on what your plans are, advice to managers out there who have one free hit left. Maybe they still have their wild card. And like, okay, now take me through it, Dave. What chips do you exactly have left now? Okay, so Brandy, you used all of your chips, correct? You I'm, I'm fresh out. I'm plum out. Played my wild card going into game week 31, and uh, I blew it. I totally. But you're you're I like totally the hobo with his pockets inside out, just with nothing, <laughs> nothing inside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now I'm now I'm just in a yeah, exactly. So, Dave, where are you at? I have the wild card 
a okay. free hit and okay. everyone's favorite bench boost. <laughs> so I, I have some, I have some options. I got, okay. I got some ins, I got some outs, you know? Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get to that before we do. We're going to check in on a uh, game week 32, talk about how it went for me and Dave. We'll do a score check on Josh's team as well. What else are we going to talk about today? Yeah. We're going to talk about game week 33, who's in and more importantly, who's out like the big takeaways, from game week 32 was boy howdy voot veghorst vout veghorst um that's a bad fpl pick right there <laughs> reese james what's up with him arsenal is totally imploding and then we're gonna uh break later in the show and come back and talk about the game week 36 and 37 doubles that have just been announced and what does this mean for guys dave when we get together what do we like to do we like to uh, uh name some guys what is that phenomenon Talk about remember some guys. Some guys yeah. Remember some guys. We're going to remember remember some guys for game week thirty six and talk about chip strategy. All right. So game week thirty two recap. Uh, Josh finished on sixty six points, capped. Mo Salah uh, really should have looked to the Spurs side of the coin. There, uh, Josh had Kulisevsky and Son uh, just doing bits in the midfield, uh, and that's but that's a green arrow for him. I was not as fortunate. I finished on a yet another red arrow uh, and 56 points. I guess I did all right by um, capping capping Harry Kane uh, to get 20 points there. Rafinha came through. I finally got some points off of Kai Havertz. But you know, this was a great week for players that I have begrudgingly, Dave, like Saka with his one-pointer, Reese James with his one-pointer, merciless absolutely merciless these guys and and about Beghorse, who uh who we did mention so uh it's just like a, i continue to free fall dave can you tell me a, a better story than 56 points uh I'm, I'm right with you i got 61 we have a pretty similar team i did i don't own son uh mm-hmm. transferred him out three weeks ago sick move yes. um <laughs> brought in kane so i capped kane so it was. I mean, obviously, the game week, the story was, do you own Sun? Did you cap Sun? I mean, that was really mm-hmm. it. We looked down on the league viewer, and it's like, oh, 42 points because you capped in Sun. Like, not, nice to be you. That must have <laughs> felt great. So, right. um, yeah, I have uh, Rafina, Sala, Kulusevsky, Barnes. Um, and then I was early on the big defense, and it has not paid off. Um, so mm-hmm. I did... Did play um, Reese James, I have Kinsella, played Trent, played Rabo, um, played White, benched Weghorst <laughs> and Pope and goal. So really just it could have been a lot better, could have been a lot worse. We move. Um, I, we haven't you, talked about yeah. the Man City-Liverpool game at all, even before we started recording. <laughs> so we, we will talk about it. But I think it was yeah. um, watching the game, it was I think I was happy that I played the wingbacks because – that was, oh, I was sure. like, okay, that decision was good. So, you know, Robo yeah. got a zero. Um, it, was, it was an interesting match from an FPL perspective in that there were seemingly like no bad moves from the broadly like popular ones. Like all the all the big picks from Liverpool and City came through. But you did remind me talking about your bench. Um, looking back at my bench, I kind of forgot about this. Anthony Gordon, 10 points. It's sort of like... People say, what's the point of having Mo Salah in your team if you don't captain him? That's like a lot of budget for you to, to carry if you're not going to cap. What's the point, Dave, of having Anthony Gordon if you're not going to play this guy? Uh, <laughs> that's 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 really the tongue-in-cheek question I'm asking myself well, right that's now. That's actually something I want to talk through you 
talk with you later mm-hmm. around chip strategy around if I'm this we're going we're gonna get chip strat real quick here. So if I do it, I'm playing a wild card 34. I'm probably not gonna free hit 33. We can talk about that. Wild card 34, bench boost yeah. 36, free hit probably 37. Okay. But the problem is if you are wild carding into a bench boost on 36, then you have to carry a bench, obviously. Yeah. So it's three forwards. Good luck finding three forwards and yeah. then your extra one million <laughs> on a defender or slash yeah. midfielder or whatever. So I think it's an interesting thing to talk about. I I hate I love having a thin bench. I love putting all the money on the field. So it's like yeah. pains me. We can talk through that of having a stronger bench, but maybe it's good because there'll be rotation. So I don't know. This we'll, was this was always the case going into this stretch with Veghorst of of if you're if you're only going to play one striker presumably in Harry Kane and you're going to put the rest of your striker budget into guys like Joel Gelhart what happens if you have a bench boost and that's really kind of like a little bit of of uh, a, a little poison pill for people with the bench boost left is there are there are lots of players who you just want to just cram on your bench and never have to think about um but yeah let's let's just talk quickly about the key takeaways from game week 32 because as you said dave we have yet to talk about the marquee fixture of the bloody premier league season man city hosting liverpool uh i found that it was like the first half was electric it was incredible it was just like everything that you wanted it to be i i i I remember city liverpool matches where it's been as entertaining as a nil nil where it's just like incredibly tense and like more like a a chess match between the players and of course the kevin de bruyne opens up the scoring incredibly early in this match so it it becomes a completely different different sort of enterprise but then in the second half, I thought, I mean, the sign of two great managers where they were able to make certain adjustments to make the game less open. Uh, Liverpool came out right away uh, and did open things up, but then it just kind of stuck there and it became two great teams not able to land a punch. So I feel like, boom, first half was an amazing watch. Second half was uh, a little bit more deliberate. What did? How did you enjoy the match? Just before we get to the FPL side of it. Yeah, no. I. I mean, obviously, great match. I mean, the biggest compliment I can give it is on any given sporting event. I'm watching half of it and on Twitter for half of it, scrolling on my phone or whatever. This game, I literally, literally could not take my eyes off it, and mm-hmm. it was just that. It was crazy how quick things were i mean this was the champions league final for me right i mean Mm -hmm. two best teams at their peak just going at it and just i mean as the announcers are saying just any two seconds something could happen it actually i mean everyone said this including the announcers including um klopp including everyone that it was like a boxing match there was just throwing haymakers like a heavyweight bout you take your eyes off of it for a second someone could get knocked out so you have to just you're transfixed and then like a great heavyweight fight, often they just start to wear down. And then in the later rounds, we're kind of leaning on each other. Yeah, And that's right, it right. doesn't make it a bad fight. It's just like totally. it was just so totally. they just laid it all out there. And you can't ask for anything more. I mean, it was an incredible You really match. can't. And, and to have those teams where there are really no major injuries to speak of, you felt like you saw full two full strength squads. You saw the matchup that you wanted to see. But Dave, we can see these teams. Uh, play again in the Champions League final, so you could. Well, they're going to play again like this week too. So, <laughs> it's, in the it's, FA Cup. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're, 
We are blessed. We are blessed. So, um, of course, uh, Sala, I think let's 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 come back to Sala just in a second. You mentioned the fullbacks, Cancelo and Liber- uh, Cancelo and Trent. I played in my team and uh, I sort of got what one would expect. This is why you play these players in really tough matchups, even though a clean sheet is far from guaranteed. You're going to get these attacking returns. So uh, Cancelo coming through with five and Trent with four is is very good enough. You know, it 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 was definitely solve for me having benched Fabian Schar for the first match of the game week, and then you get to the attacking players. Jota comes through, Mane comes through, uh, De Bruyne comes through. Now uh, the Foden Maras is like the perennial Man City uh, cross. Is uh, like why can't we have these nice players? And this is this this match is kind of a testament to why. You know, it's really been difficult to own players like like Mahrez in particular, who doesn't even get the start. Sterling is, you know, Sterling missing big chance after big chance. But but then we have Sala, who plays a remarkable, like De Bruyne-esque pass for that Mane goal to open up that second half. Uh, is that enough to change this ongoing debate, Dave, of is Sala worth it or not for your fantasy team? Yeah, Saul is the best player in the game. I'm I I don't see myself ditching him. And I remember you even said I think maybe it's on a Patreon pod, but you're like, yeah, if you just if you're switching Salah for Bruno, you know, you need to rethink your life. Like basically, <laughs> it's, um, so I think you said it best there. I mean, KDB was just, I mean, come on, he is just stupid good. He's like the, the best I, I, for me. He's the best player. On it's it reminded me. Of, yeah. It reminded me too of like a great NBA point guard where you're not just controlling the game and distributing the ball, which is great. Mm-hmm. But then he's putting this extra like English on the ball, perfectly weighted, so you catch it in stride. Can first catch and time, shoot. right? It's just yeah, first time. It's yeah, leading. It's just unreal how sharp he is right now and just i, I think it was so that on. ball that he played for sterling's offside goal where it was like almost the, the the hard work for de bruyne was actually to move his body for him to to sort of put the ball in his stride so he could then first time play this incredible pass with that english you're talking about dave and I don't know, like that. That's like the pure make it fun. This is what I want to watch, uh, sort of stuff from De Bruyne. I, I feel like he, he, he kind of he he was invisible a little bit uh, during the early parts of that second half. But um, I am so glad that he is really in form for the run in. I and I don't know. I was kind of I'm I as a neutral. It's hard to root against Liverpool. Uh, just because, you know, they are like the, certainly the lesser of two evils. If you want to talk about, you know, global geopolitics and how it relates to money and football and all that sort of thing. However, being as big a fan of De Bruyne as I am, I am 100% pulling for De Bruyne to just light it up in the Champions League final and get, finally get that done for himself. think he's totally he is the player that uh should have that title under his his cv uh so yeah i feel like i'm gonna have to be rooting for a city if they if they play liverpool in the yeah he's just he's just kdb i think it's a great call like kdb alone i'd be so happy because we we read that whole bio and just how psycho he is about winning and Mm -hmm. how much he cares it's just it's a thrill to watch and you mentioned before like we're watching two 
full strength squads. No, 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 Brandon. We're watching three full strength squads split between two teams. Oh, here because, we go. Yeah. <laughs> because the subs coming in, you're just like, he would start for this team. He would start for yeah. any team. He would start for any team. Yeah. Just unreal. And then the real tilting factor was early in the game. You know, KDB had a perfect pass, neither Jay, well, Sterling fluffed it, obviously, but yeah. then Jesus had been, Jesus did Jesus stuff before he scored. <laughs> and, Arlo White's had a point. He's like, well, oh, he's going to want um, Hovland on the end of that pass next year. And I was like, come on. I was like watching the city just barrage early and then just mentioning, oh, yeah, and Hovland might be on this team next year. I'm like, dude. <laughs> and then from an FPL point of view, you're just yeah. like, well, I mean, that just cancels out every single player because you can it too expensive. You don't know who's going to play. It's it's kind of it's annoying, but going back to the finance thing, like, yeah. I don't know, maybe one, maybe this time they won't wriggle out of the, the financial investigations, <laughs> but you know, I almost, it's too much, like a little bit at that point. But. Well, I don't know because we've been through this, this season, it was meant to be the season of you have to decide if you're going to be a Ronaldo manager or a Lukaku manager. And it turned out you were going to be <laughs> neither. And I feel like if Holland does make it to city, feels like you're gonna be a holland manager and there is no way there's no way for us out of that there's no looking back but so but this season we're singing all the praises of de bruyne there's no world for you dave where you move mo Salah, who you know he's he's just he's he's just so peripheral in a way you know stats stats have been there but when you see somebody like de bruyne as central to everything that you know that the the team in favor to win the league de bruyne feels like how is he not the better pick over sala right now Be, well number one sala is the stone cold lock captain of game week 36 okay so because because liverpool double and city do not they have a single it is a single game well they could is, double they could double they could because mm-hmm. the wolves game has to be rescheduled right. true, it could, true or true. could be west ham i guess but um so that could be a double but i don't know i mean just um spurs have uh i'm sorry liverpool have spurs and villa city would have was this newcastle and possible oof, actually that would be a pretty sick double i don't know i just have just locked in sala in that game week 36 yeah. as captain but man yeah. yeah you're right if you are okay captain kdb that week but the, uh, yeah, so I guess the question yeah. is, if you keep Sala, then then you have to fade Spurs, right. and that's tricky now because so we're going to talk about that next. But we are going to talk yeah. about Spurs next. You mentioned that uh, Liverpool uh, Liverpool will play Aston Villa in game week thirty six. Did I get that right? Yes. Uh, yeah, I got that right. And Spurs, a team that you support, Dave, actually did a, did a number on Aston. They Villa. did a thing. They did a thing, uh, which is uh, which is just wild. Um, that what's wild is not necessarily that the Spurs did a thing against Villa. What's wild is just Antonio Conte is Conte, just totally. Man. He is doing the salt bay, salt off the elbow, all over the top four right now. And uh, you know, I feel I felt like the odds were kind of stacked against him and. You know, there were a couple of pressers early in Conte's tenure at at, at White Hart Lane where he was kind of like, I don't know if I have the players and, uh, you know, it's a nice No, no, that was all. like, dude, that was like 
a month ago or something like yeah. that, that interview where he's like top four he's like i'm just trying to win a game here like that was right. like two months ago or something it was yeah okay. it was, let's, what a turn. Let's, let's talk about the bad news first and it's darty came off injured and you know the 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 most recent sort of report from spurs is is, is saying the doctors are going to check on him tomorrow. Uh, we're talking about Monday. I hope nothing serious. Oh, no, contact. he's out. He's done. He tore so, his MCL. <laughs> yeah. So that there, there's has there been official word on that? Yeah, he's out. He tore his MCL. He's done. Okay, so poor old Doherty, right? I feel like this this happened to um, this happened to uh, what's the the uh, English fullback on Chelsea on the left side? Uh, Chilwell. Chilwell, right? It's like whenever these fullbacks immediately hit their stride something appalling happens to yeah. them physically so that stinks so okay so if you're a darty so now owner, we have well yeah darty for fbi obviously that's a transfer for spurs i mean that means emerson royale's gonna play every minute of every game which yeah not ideal so i mean up and down to say the least but we do have um it's not ideal Dave, right? coming because, back so okay. I, don't know, I, I feel like i feel like there is some instability like you know but i don't think this is like a sign of i think the form will continue i i you know i'm a fan but still yeah I, well I, I feel like it won't be debilitating you it won't be debilitating for the attack certainly and i haven't been fully sold even as as doherty has come into form haven't been fully sold on spurs defensive prowess um, but their attack, yeah, like they have not relied upon, like truly relied upon Doherty to make it work. It is basically uh, Harry Kane and the Kevin De Bruyne role for Spurs right now. Uh, if, if you're a Doherty owner and, you know, we can talk about how does it work with the budget, see previous solid Kevin De Bruyne discussion. How can you not make a case for going Kane, Son, Kuliszewski, triple up? for the run-in, particularly if you have a wild card. And now, like, Dave, you you have your wild card. Is there a temptation just to trigger it now to go full Spurs attack? Yeah, well, so, I mean, for now, for game week 33, the Spurs have Liverpool away, Arsenal home. So North London Darbs, I think... I would I would go in on that game like hell yeah oh, but yeah yeah Liverpool the Arsenal are is, in terrible form right yeah, now I mean, they're I mean, probably say no more they hate that they have to play that match yeah it's that's that could be ugly uh, <laughs> we don't know I mean but Liverpool way can you so get Lamella in to uh, uh, you know do a little uh, sort of Rabona sort of a thing could you do oh that? yeah I like that yeah it just yeah get all the <laughs> name some guys get <laughs> yeah let's just name some first. <laughs> just get some pens like pens okay all right yeah so it, it is I take your point it's kind of a tricky double um, Liverpool is you know uh, you know they are what they are solid defensive team and then Arsenal the North London Derby is one of those more difficult to predict matches. It's going to be. I'm sorry, that was the that, that was game week 36. I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead a little bit there. Oh right, okay. But um, so, they they have Brighton um this week, so right. th- there is so there is the double 36 to think about. The problem, Brandon, with the question of uh, if you're on wild card soon, what do you a triple up on Spurs would be nice, but. Well, number one, I have to do the stupid bench boost. So I have to like, yeah. <laughs> so all the heavy hitters are on 36 that you want, all the mm-hmm. big teams, including maybe City. So you, again, it's a decision. Sala, Spurs, or City. Pick mm-hmm. two. So you can't have them all. 
you can't have them all. Okay, so let's or let's get back to that chip strategy because I think it's interesting, particularly for somebody where you are, Dave. You're around 50k. What's the you know what is your season target like, and how are you going to get there? Are you going to can you get to your goal by waiting until game weeks 35 and 36 to trigger all these chips? So let's let's talk about that in a moment. Just a couple little key other key takeaways from game week 32. Chelsea. Just absolutely rolling Southampton. You know, every time I give Hassan Hoodle a little rope, he decides to go and hang himself with it. And I mean, I don't know. If you're if you're a Southampton fan, Dave, are you fine with just being utterly humiliated two or three times a season? Uh, and and still put up with Hassenhutl. Are you okay with that? Uh, apparently so. I don't. Yeah, I wonder what the fan base thinks of that because I've you know I've always appreciated Saints and of course they've been you know good fantasy team over the years. But I I didn't watch this game. I was just but I saw on Twitter and people were just saying oh nine nil incoming nine nil. It's just it, within yeah. like five minutes of the game. I'm like oh my dear lord. Um, I, I mean my one analytical takeaway from this game is. Uh, Mason Mount flat track bully, right? Sure. If they weren't sub subbing players in that like heck, because yeah. they have to play every three days for the rest of the year, Mason Mount against these crappy teams, which is own. Um, yeah. that's all I have to say about that. But, um, yeah, truly, I truly I hilarious. No read on. Just look at look at this season with Chelsea. You see, uh, without knowing what happened in the match, like match of the day challenge style. You see a 6-0 posted. You won't, you're expecting to go watch the highlights package and see Kai Havertz, um, uh, Reese James, maybe Lukaku came in and did something. What well, you were let's, not, let's not get crazy. Let's not get crazy. You were not expecting to see a brace from Timo Werner, first and foremost. Of yeah. course, Marcus Alonso comes out of nowhere and is doing like his A Star is Born sort of a thing. I... Um, I mean, the thing that interests me most about this match is you. I was I was so ready to write Chelsea off um, after last week of just saying like these guys have kind of like hit the ceiling for the season. They're out of gas. They're probably going to bomb out of the Champions League, and and this is it. But then they come and they roast Southampton. They have a, a pretty um, enticing double game week coming up in game week thirty six with Manchester United and, and home. Lester, so we're not rid of them just yet. However, Reese James continues to be the most loathed uh, fantasy asset in my world. Have you owned Reese James, Dave, for any game week in which he's scored actual points? Because I haven't. Um, maybe I, I I have I've gone to that well quite a bit. So yeah. it's 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 like it's not a badge of honor to say that because it means you had like <laughs> ten weeks of like the ones sure. and zeros. So, sure, sure, sure. I mean, Chelsea have like a, a multiple double game weeks coming up. This the run in is great, but they just play every three days. Um, yeah. So there, it's just I, I don't know what you would do with that. I mean, like yeah, everyone says like oh, it was Rudiger. Like yeah, okay. Like there's, there's no other. <laughs> way to go there though yeah yeah that's like tell me another rudiger you know was a it's rooted that rudiger story is a good one the first time you hear it but then you know when it's bedtime for the subsequent nights you're just like can we read can we read another book daddy um all right there are a few other interesting takeaways from game week 32 that i think will be baked into our upcoming segments namely talking about arsenal and i also want to talk about rafinha who i think is really 
kind of coming back to life under Jesse Marsh, but leads do blank in game week 33. But look, before we break Dave and regroup, talk quickly about Patreon. Dave, it's like, it's like you are a born marketer or something that like threading Patreon podcast mentions into what you're talking about here. Much appreciated. See what I did there. <sighs> Beautiful. And you should know because you're a producer. But Patreon, quick check-in for our Patreon supporters. We launched in Game Week 32 our Forever Young Prize League. We're starting from zero points for everybody from Game Week 32 to Game Week 38. It's a great uh, way to re rebirth your fantasy season. Big congrats to Matt Lubin, who is currently top after Game Week 32 of that Forever Young League with, boom, 102 points. You said it, Dave. It was all down to whether or not you, you had and Captain Son. And Matt Lubin, Captain Son, also had uh, Kuliszewski. And you're talking about, hey, there are no strikers to choose from. There's nobody. Who do you who do you pick from besides Harry Kane? Ivan Tony is right there when Matt Lubin needed him most. So congrats, Matt. That Forever Young Prize League is up and running. Lots of fun. Sign up for our Patreon, and uh, you also get access to an extra podcast each week, the Dean's List Manager of the Month competition, our Slack chat forum, week in review newsletter courtesy of Mini League Mate, and free t-shirts at the higher tiers. Dave, let's take a quick break, come back, and we'll preview Game Week 33. Hey listeners, Brandon here. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. During the last two years, my work schedule, my life schedule, my diet, basically everything has been thrown into chaos. I'm sure some of you can relate. A few weeks ago, Athletic Greens sent me this amazing starter pack and I've been using their product AG1 each morning, and I love it. I started taking AG1 in the mornings because I don't really have a real breakfast routine, and now I have a quick and easy habit that I'm building to start my mornings. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, and it really does taste good, it has this sort of tropical flavor, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. And I started commuting to the office again, so I've actually been putting my AG1 scoop with about 12 ounces of water into this bottle that comes with their kit and it's easy to grab, shake, and run out the front door, and I'm on my way to have a great day. A subscription to AG1 costs less than $3 a day, way cheaper than my cold brew habit. And for every purchase, this is great. Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious foods to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash cheating. This is a deal special for always cheating listeners. Again, that site is athleticgreens.com slash cheating to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. We are back. Dave, Game Week 33 is right around the corner. No, there's not another international break. FPL is just going to continue to happen until we cry. Uncle, let's talk quickly about our own teams, Dave, uh, and what we've got planned for Game Week 33. I've got our teams here in front of us, and I've got two free transfers. I chose to uh, lay motionless like a possum heading into Game Week 32. And I'm actually thinking of burning four. Tell me what you think about this, Dave. Salah out for Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, Veghorst out for um, Chris Wood. And James Madison in for uh, for Saka. Uh, I mean, it was almost what I I'm, I'm, can't believe we haven't talked about this. Almost like we <laughs> planned it. I was thinking of a similar minus four, bringing in a Madison bringing in a Newcastle defender and then um, maybe a Chris Wood or I guess it would be another cheap mid. So like maybe mm-hmm. it's a Gordon, but that would be for me to activate my bench boost and just get rid of that darn thing in 33 yeah. and just never okay. look at it again. Cause it's, I hate it. So yeah. I was thinking of similar. I really like those moves. I know. I think it's smart. Um, Actually, no, I, it wouldn't be for Saka because I'm seeing we both have Rafinha and, um, even though I think I, I actually love how Rafinha is playing and that Leeds team feels like they're just kind of going to be playing for them, doing it for themselves, doing it for the guys uh, for the rest of the season. That's like you you talk about teams that are, quote unquote, on the beach. And I feel like Leeds is a team that though it, they're like close to being safe, they have fi- they're finally in form. For, for the first time in a long time, I feel like professionals are not going to want to squander that. They're going to want to continue to play well and just enjoy that form. Despite that, um, it would kind of be crazy to drop Saka ahead of a double. Southampton, uh, who just got destructed by Chelsea. Rafinha and Leeds do blank. So I think then it would be Rafinha out for for James Madison. And uh, we have a we have we do have a question about Lester uh, coming up, but so Chris Wood, uh, he he's kind of like the under the radar biggest storyline from an action pack game week thirty two where 
Newcastle didn't play their best uh, to, against Wolves, though they were definitely good for the win. I think Wolves just played terribly. Uh, but New- Newcastle didn't, they didn't, um, I guess, capitalize on it as much as they could have. So while they were good for the win, it could have been more. And Chris Wood, I think more than he has since he went to Newcastle, just looked like a key piece of the attack. So, so it sounds like your, your antenna are up for Chris Wood as well. Yeah, I I like that shout. Um, only 6.7. He's projecting nearly as well as Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. for literally half the price. So mm-hmm. that's 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 mouthwatering. Uh, they play Newcastle, play Leicester at home and Palace at home. Um, Palace just got kind of shredded by a Leicester team that were rotating and not really going all mm-hmm. out. So that might that might bode pretty well there. So I like that shout quite a bit. And I mean, speaking of Cristiano Ronaldo, remember when, you know, United assets, remember that? So the doubles yeah. for this week, just to remind everyone, United, Leicester, Arsenal, Newcastle, Southampton, Brighton, Burnley, and the blanks you mentioned, Leeds and Villa and Wolves also blank, as we know. So, yeah. I mean, the question is, I question for you, Brandon. Yeah. And this is, and we have a question coming up on this too. I think, or at least to a few, is who who are you fearing? <laughs> who I mean, who in this list of doublers? Who I mean, any player yeah. actually, single or double, who do you fear most not owning this week? That's kind of an insane question um, to to ask because yeah, I mean, you uh, Ronaldo looked like he was he had a niggle coming off uh, against Everton. So did he cut know. his hand on the phone? He slapped away or <laughs> yeah, that was the issue. And then he, is he going to have to pay the price for that? Now there, there is a report of a shin laceration. He's currently being assessed. Um, I don't know that it will keep him out. I, I just, the question for Ronaldo is just like how much more humiliation is he willing? And is, are his brand partners willing to withstand? And I'm not, I don't want to, I'm not trying to throw a bunch of shade, at Manchester United, they're just in a bad situation with Ronaldo, and I think Ronaldo is also in a bad situation where he wants to prolong his professional career, and Manchester United are just like throwing water on whatever fire he's trying to start. I mean, it's just like the the depths to which Manchester United could go um, are incredible. Just and the fact that the Gordon goal is deflected off of if you were to guess, if you didn't if you didn't know what happened. Which defender would Gordon's goal have deflected off of? McGuire's head. <laughs> it, was, it was his hip, of course, but it's just like it, this is just a season of what can go wrong, will go wrong for them. So I don't think I fear anybody from them. And I thought when Bruno Fernandez signed his new, uh, was it a four or five year contract just last week, that he would come out and put everything right, just sort of like put on his captain leader legend hat. Maybe they should have just given Bruno the captaincy armband uh, right away after he signed that contract. Yeah, now, now we're going to get into Bill Simmons' alpha dog territory of who's <laughs> <Yeah>. the alpha, <laughs> who's the alpha dog in the room in the locker room. But yeah, yeah. it's 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 ugly. well, I maybe or okay, is this galaxy brain? If Ronaldo has to rest, take a break, does that mean Bruno is elevated? 
Yeah, he's well, on yeah. pens and the, sure. The working theory is Bruno is better when Ronaldo is not on the pitch. Uh, I think they were working to to resolve that, but I I, I just don't see how it, how it works. So you've got this this Manchester United double, but we've already had had a um, a pretty interesting debate between Salah and De Bruyne, and now Hungman's son is really demanding everyone's attention. Bruno, just because he has this double and one of these matches is away at Anfield, I, I, I just I don't know unless you plan to dub a wild card like you could, Dave, just bring Bruno in for a punt for a double for this. I game don't week. even know because it's expensive and rips up your whole team and who cares? Yeah, I'd right. rather have <laughs> Sala or KDB. I think like you mentioned, I mean, the yeah. players that I fear most going to this week are Sala. Well, if you don't know him, KDB. Son, that I mean, He's, that's who I fear. Right, all single game weakers. Single game weakers, yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, if you just focus on the doubles, I think that's why kind of why we're talking about Chris Wood. I don't know. I I don't fear Chris Wood. I just see Chris Wood as he's kind of hanging out there as an opportunity. And he, um, I mean, this could be like, I mean, as Veghorst is Chris Wood two point at Burnley. Chris Wood could be fantasy. Vague horse 2.0 in in terms of like fool's gold for this game week. But um I, I think it's it's high time to jump ship on this vague horse thing. And Chris Wood is fine. I so I don't fear him, but I view him as an opportunity. I think maybe I do fear James Madison because James Madison is a player. Lester do double their uh they are away Newcastle and away Everton, but those are two fixtures where Leicester can certainly score. And, and you have to watch what happens with Leicester in the Europa League on Thursday night because you were mentioning Dave Leicester. They, uh, they certainly rotated this weekend in preparation for that key match for them. I guess it's the Europa Conference League. But I think James Madison has really been building ahead of steam in terms of ownership and fantasy and he continues to return. He got a, an assist this weekend. So maybe he is the one doubler that I fear. I don't fear them, but I think if you bring in Wood and Madison, I would say those are both good moves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's settled. And uh, I, I, I guess in terms of actual fear, I fear for anybody who has double Wolves defense because Wolves blank. Uh, it's time to sell Coutinho if you still have him. Uh, Matty Cash, he's got to go to Rafinha. I, I, I'm just sad to lose him. But as mentioned, I think Rafinha does leave for James Madison. Are you right? sad, though? Are you sad? Brandon? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, right. Sure. Just take the points and run. I think that's fine. But uh, Lester, we're talking about game week 33 here. But so Lester double in 33. And then Lester have doubles back to back in game week 36 and 37. So imagine this best case scenario, Dave, is that. They just get absolutely played off the pitch in the first half Thursday night against Eindhoven. And maybe James Madison then just gets benched after the 65th minute. And then we know he's nailed, presumably, to start three doubles to end the season. Uh, I mean, so even if he does, Madison has to get rotated a little bit in game week 33. You still have this dynamite midfielder if he stays fit for back-to-back doubles in 36 and 37. So jumping on him now feels as good a time as any. Yeah, I like the Madison move. I guess I was just looking at his minutes. I mean, obviously, he's had to come back from injury 
you know, been pulled off a bunch, but last four, 88, 90, 90, 90. Yeah. So I think no worries about fitness. I think, I think he's good to go. Yeah. All right. So a couple of questions from the listeners here, Dave. Uh, Transfers Oldie KG wants to know, are there any decent forward options besides Kane? Now we threw out uh, Chris Wood as an option. We feel like there's an opportunity there just considering the double. I have Broha. You also have Broha. How are we feeling about this guy? Like He's almost equal with Veghorst in terms of like highly willing to dump Broha, even though he has a double in 33. We don't have, we didn't get to see Broha play because he wasn't able to play against Chelsea um, uh, because of the loan terms, because he is actually a Chelsea player on loan at Southampton. So we don't have like a form from this game week to work from, but are you thinking about him at all? Or are you just no, going to play I- him? No, I'm I'm like uh, Don Draper. I I don't even think about you, Broha. That's how little. <laughs> wow, brutal. His, his he's he scored his last goal was in game week 24. That's great. So so we're just we're just consigned to play him, and and that's it. I mean, I I I well, who I mean, we just said you know KDB. I like when you came came in hot with that transfer idea of KDB. Now it's really yeah. in my head. But you know the Wood Madison. Those guys, I think, are more the priority. I think, who yeah. are you swapping Broha for? Shea Adams, as yeah. well, or yeah, I guess Wood would be the move to move there. Yeah, the if main you have issue the money. here. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, there was some interest in. Obviously, we're talking about James Madison and Leicester are appealing as a fantasy team, but because of this commitment uh, in Europe. Ianacho is getting rotated with DACA. Ianacho started in Europe midweek. DACA starts against um, uh, starts in game week 32. So it, it like, I feel like if Ianacho were nailed, then maybe he is somebody that you could argue you try to work out how to get him in as your third striker next to Kane and Chris Wood going into game week 33. But the fact that you, you have to contort your, your plans to make that happen immediately, it's not worth it. Yeah, no, I, I was, well, this is skipping ahead too. And I was thinking like, if I was going to do a bench boost 36, like how would I fit all these dudes in here? Mm-hmm. I have a, I have a draft on my screen right now that the front line, I'm, this is for real. The, my front line is Pookie, <laughs> Nacho and Richarlson. <laughs> that's my wild card going to bench boost 36. Yeah. I mean, come, I mean, what is like, that's not a team. That's not what? a real thing. Is it? I mean, come on. What but is life? What is, what, what are we doing? Um, but we can't, I, I just have to give a quick shout. Um, we can't go continue without mentioning uh, Dewsbury Hall. Yeah. First, first Premier League goal today for the kid. He's 4.4 and he's mm-hmm. nailed midfielder for Leicester. So um, that's a good shout if you're on a wild card soon, <laughs> but probably not priority to bring in like as a, I, you know, obviously prefer Madison and Barnes. Definitely. Matter. Yeah. And, and shout out to all my, all my folks out there who can't see Dewsbury Hill and not think of Peter Gabriel's Salisbury Hill and just sing his name in those delightful pop, pop sonic tones. I love it. Dewsbury Hill. Keep on, keep pushing. I mean, there are yeah, there's so many likable players on that team. I just wish that Lester were were actually as good as they as they should be. Boston Prof asks, how many points will Veghorst score this week, game week thirty three? Uh, what's what's the over under here, Dave? Is it one point five? Is that the over under we're working with on Veghorst in thirty three? 
33. So they got West Ham away, Southampton home. We assume he'll start both games. So that's, you think that would be four appearance points, but maybe he gets subbed off. Maybe there's a yellow card. So I, I think the over under 3.5. I'll go with okay. that. <laughs> that's kind of what we, uh, that's kind of what we thought um, in, in game week 31. Uh, let's see. And what, what did he get in game week uh, when he had the double? He got three. Um, yeah, three. Like, so okay, three point. So he maybe was, the was under. a little high on. The, yeah, I get, maybe the unders. Uh, maybe there's some vig on the under on that one. Um, he did. Um, he did have a shot in the box. It got blocked within a foot of him, but he did mm-hmm. shoot the ball in the box. So yeah, if that yeah today. All right, so let's talk captains, Dave. I think it's interesting that you're fearing these premium players who are single game weakers. I think there are a lot of managers out there looking at game week 33, thinking. The strategy has to be find the best doubler and captain them. Do do you think you're going to be captaining a double game weaker in 33? Probably not. Okay. Who do you think it's going to be then? Um, I don't know. Um, so I, I think see the in your obvious- bus team, Dave, you've got Mo Salah. And, you know, we remember Salah's exploits against Manchester United uh, at Old Trafford earlier this season. So, you know fine we you know we we were having this ongoing debate about Salah's form versus his stats versus his emotional you know uh state etc cetera, etc cetera. but right now as of this podcast Dave you're feeling Mo Salah is better than Kane against Brighton yeah I would probably go Salah over Kane at home. oh that's a tough one um, mm-hmm. I'd have to think about that. I mean, I guess if I own Bruno or if you own Bruno, I guess you, you got to think about it, Dave. Dave, you I didn't invite you to come on this podcast with some half baked. I've got to think about it. Fence sitting sort of takes. Give me the real. Give me the real stuff. Well, I, well, I'll, I'll answer the question with a question. Would you rather Captain Kane or son? I. Man, I mean, this. I, <laughs> you I gotta feel think like, about it. Huh? You gotta think no, about I know, that. Huh? I know, I know. But I'm, a, but I'm about. I'm gonna. I'm trying. I'm thinking about it to formulate a, a a real hot a hot one here for you. Um, I think that is like it, it, it's it's a test of who you are as a fantasy manager. I fear that I am in that I am a manager who would in this situation captain Harry Kane who I want to be, who I want to project onto the world, Dave, is a manager who would captain Son. Why? Why? What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is Kane is that like soft, safe fantasy option. You know, the, the age old, he's on pens. Uh, so let's do that. Uh, but Son is the form player. He is in a better position for fantasy points fantasy points by virtue of being a midfielder. And we just saw what he did uh, against Aston Villa this weekend. So I feel like if I had both, I'd go son. I, I would want to be a manager that went, would go son. Yeah. Well, considering he's might win the golden boot, I guess it's not such a hot take, but so I, I agree with that. I don't know. I think I might be convinced to captain Madison. I feel like it's kind of safe actually. I mean, what okay. do you think about Salah? We talked about the game before. I mean, Salah was kind of invisible in the first half, but yeah. not that he was poor. It's just the game didn't really come to him. I yeah. thought he looked pretty sharp in the second. 
but I feel it seems like he's operating at like 85 percent, 90 percent, which is still great. <laughs> yeah. But the yeah, yeah. I, I, the issue I see is less him. I, I don't disagree that he's maybe operating at 85, 90 percent, which is still yeah in, incredible. The issue I see is he's just operating so wide and and like he is a wide player, of course. But usually Sal is wide and he's either to break he's either able to break wide on a counterattack and come middle or there is a he's at the end of a counterattacking move. I'm just I'm not seeing with Liverpool many moves in which they are involving all three attackers where it, it, it all seems a little bit more disjointed. Um, and, and also, I think. Now that I think about it, too, and they were talking about this, I think, game, it's really between City and Liverpool. It's who's going to make a mistake mm-hmm. is who's going to win the, the the title. So I yeah. think in a lot of this Liverpool, like it's not going to be a beautifully open tiki taka like type thing. I think they're oh, going to yeah. be a little yeah. more on the conservative side. So maybe slow it down for stretches, too. So was that not yeah. personified or um in that city Liverpool match where it's so rare, you see city's defense just like, see, look like they don't know what they're doing. Uh, and you, they, they just look really nervous. Like they knew exactly what you're saying, Dave, we can't make a mistake. And when you put yourself in that frame of mind, guess what, guess what happens? So, yeah, I, I feel like with this Manchester United match, I, just like the gut feeling is Mo returns, but Mo, the Liverpool as a team doesn't return anywhere close to what they returned against United earlier in the season. They're just going to work to to put them away by two goals uh, and then get out of there um, is is my yeah. sense. And they also they also play. Uh, let's see their Champions League fixture. Uh, I'm trying to find out if they play when they play Wednesday. They host Benfica. They're up on that tie 3-1. So I feel like they're going to feel pretty confident. Maybe Mo doesn't have to play the full full 90 there. Okay, so Madison yeah, I I think I think where we're coming here Dave is that this feels like a great way a great week to captain a single game waker in the face of these paltry doubles. I think I think it's wide open. So it's a fun week. Josh is happy. Um, I'm sure we'll hear is that the, there won't be a, a, a maybe there won't be a captain above 50 percent. I don't yeah. know. Um, so it, it's it's wide open. I don't think there's any super wrong choice. So yeah. maybe it's just go with your gut type right. week. Um, there was a question on um, on punts. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I, I so, got I got a crazy one. Yeah, it looks. I see this question here is from Honcho Phil. Uh, what double game weakers um, are must haves on a free hit, uh, and what are punts? So yeah, throw some punts at me, and then we can talk about who the must haves are. I, I one crazy punt, and this is stupid, and this would be only if you have a wild card. But uh, Marcus Rashford. Well, you're gonna have to explain that one day. Um. He's not going to play the full game. Okay. Ronaldo might be out, but he looked like the best real life player on the pitch. Okay. So if you want, so I'm just saying differential punts. This is punts. You know, if you want to just have some fun, make make it fun. I I appreciate you saying that, Dave, because there's no way to recommend a punt without kind of looking foolish because the nature of the punt is is to throw out a guy, name some guys who you wouldn't have named. 
and you're doing that, and that's fair. He's uh, he's zero point six percent owned, Brandon. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's he's been so bad. San, Jaden Sancho, really, where what happened? Because we were ready to have the you know the Sancho reckoning on the Always Cheating podcast. We were kind of having it, and now he's disappeared again. I I really wish that he was the guy. I also I I'm I'm happy for Rashford to step in and also be that guy. Yeah, San, Sancho disappears and Josh gets COVID. You hate to see it. I mean. Yeah. We, uh, Dan Brubaker comes out and, and asks, so what about Newcastle defenders and strikers for punts? I mean, Fabian Schar is not a punt because I think he's a known quantity because he's got a number of attacking returns in the last month and he's dirt cheap. I think he's 4.4 4 mm-hmm. right now. He's he's nailed starter. He's on some set pieces, takes free kicks, uh, and which is, of course, how he scored against Hugo Lloris, which which begat this this hilarious conversation between me and Josh of like, let's rate Hugo Lloris. Uh, um, but I, I think Cher is like not a punt, but he is the defensive pick. I think a real punt for Newcastle is Alan St. Maximin. Can yeah, I put I you that, in an Alan St. Maximin? You stole day? my other punt. <laughs> okay. okay. Brandon, <laughs> this is why we should have typed in the running order. I should, that was we my bad. I should have, we typed should have had a pre meeting here, Dave. <laughs> we should, I should have talked about this, but no, that, I mean, you, that is, that is a punt. I mean, you don't there, say no more. That's, that yeah. is the, the typical he, punt. He, he, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he's, he's in the forward position, but I think like there's the answer to your, could you do like Chris, Harry Kane, Chris Wood and Alan St. Maximin up front. That sounds kind of insane, but in a good way. That no, that is, that is just straight like insane. Yeah. You know, you're an Arkham Asylum like, yeah. with that lineup, but I would <laughs> Particularly actually go Pancho Phil looking to free hit. And if you're, if anybody's building a free hit, I think that sounds pretty sexy. Yeah, that would be, that would be a <laughs> be a pretty fun team, I guess. But I would probably do actually double Newcastle defense. I think is pretty obvious. Okay. Yeah. Dubrovka and Shar, like mm-hmm. Shar target or whatever. Um, I think it's pretty, totally pretty obvious. Yeah. Leicester for punts. I think the Leicester strike me as a team where you shouldn't get cute with it. I mean, I like weirdos like Lookman scored this weekend, but here I think if if especially if you're not just free hitting, if you're bringing in these guys like on a quasi-permanent basis james madison don't overthink it and i'm just not ready to mess around with the strikers there we kind of talked about southampton where broha it's like well why do we have this guy i guess we're stuck with him i don't feel like i I, like the window for james ward prowse has has closed do you feel this or would you take a punt on him on a free hit this is this is hard, Brandon, because I I have a big soft spot for James Ward-Prowse. Go on, yeah. from you know when early in fantasy when he was just like a great choice. He is a god in DraftKings mm. daily fantasy because they count like crosses and things, crazy stuff like that. So I I I can't besmirch uh, my man, but no, I don't think it's a, a yeah. good choice. I would rather have Shea Adams, and he's completely out of form, I think, too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I, okay. I don't know what to make of Southampton. You keep bringing up Southampton. I have like, I have just I no not take on this team whatsoever. Yeah, like, All right, sure, I, I, sure. I, you can I, talk I, me into it. I think it's kind of crazy that we've dodged this Arsenal bullet for long enough. Um, Arsenal, of course, do double in game week thirty three. They have Southampton and Chelsea. Uh, of course, here there's Southampton again, Dave. I'm sorry. What do you What do you make of? arsenal like they've imploded the last two match weeks they still are 
definitely within striking distance of the top four, especially if they can get a result over Spurs in the North London Derby. That would be huge for them. But they just they also look like they're imploding and a young team like that needs confidence to get results, I feel. And um, I'm worried about them. Yeah, they're doing everything wrong. Like every button, every choice they're doing just seems to be the opposite. They should, you know, speaking of Seinfeld, George Costanza, just do the opposite. (laughs) And like (laughs) they'd probably be better off. It's just it's it certainly doesn't help that like Thomas Partey and Kieran Tierney are both out with injury like like. Very key players for yeah, their this, incredible yeah, form in the last yeah, couple of months. That's backbreaking. Um, but that said, I mean, in FPL terms, what actually what defined my season and made it more mediocre was for some, there was some random game week. I was like five or 10 game weeks ago where I decided I will do double Arsenal defense and fade Saka. So I went Ramsdale, White, and Lacazette. Just mm-hmm. to be like a little different, but I was like, sure. how bad whatever it's you know how bad could it be and then Saka went on just this run and i'm just like god damn it yeah. um and, and you know white was white was been good but um yeah saka has been killing me and he looked pretty good in the highlights of the game i watched most of the game and the, the highlights as well but they, they should have scored in that game could have should right. have scored uh you know they need a striker obviously but um Saka still looked good um martinelli is, week, is it, it, he's saucy i I love martinelli he's, i mean he's all sauce so i you can't either of those yeah. guys i wouldn't i wouldn't mind having it at all right it just feels like one of those weeks where you just roll with the arsenal players as bad as it might feel over the last two weeks with arsenal you just have to run with the guys i, I mistakenly said i was going to drop Salah earlier in the pod i meant rafinha so there they've got this is sort of the hill that we'll all die on with arsenal maybe it will end in glory or it will end in just brutal other defeat we'll see dave let's take another break when we come back let's look ahead to game week 36 because we've got more confirmed doubles and it'll be a good opportunity for us to dig a little deeper on chip strategy for people who are undecided on on uh, future free hits all right we're back dave I want to I want to pick your brain here about chip strategy because you've you, as I am that hobo with the empty pockets, my pockets turned inside out. You're 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 the monopoly man with all your chips over there. So um, before we talk about your strategy, uh, let's just reflect on confirmed doubles. These are not prospective doubles. These are confirmed for game week thirty six. We've got doubles for Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester City, Spurs, Arsenal, Leeds, Everton. I'm still going, Dave. Aston Villa, Norwich, and Watford. They kind of got less exciting as I kept talking. We also in 37 uh, 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 doubles for Chelsea again, Leicester again, Everton, Aston Villa, Crystal Palace. And Burnley. So my when, when I'm looking at these teams who double in 36, my immediate feeling is anybody who is like, should I, if I have one free hit, should I play it in 33 or in 36? I, I just, the, the fixtures look so much more exciting, enticing, and high flying in game week 36 than 33. The fact that we couldn't name but one player we feared that doubled in 33 sort of told me everything I needed to know about that discussion. So if you're thinking about your chips, Dave, 
you're thinking of offloading a bench boost in 33 just to be done with it. Uh, but does this this kind of like plays into your thinking? You're very much now just looking ahead to game game weeks 36 and 37. Yeah, the free hit in game week 36 is a no brainer. Um, the only thing you can talk yourself out of that is all the big teams are playing 36. So hypothetically, we'd all probably have those guys already thus yeah. nullifying some of the upside of the free hit. As I understand it, the way this fixtures fell, it helped those that burned all their chips. So congrats to you, Brandon. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so it, the way it's working is there's no like big team with a blank and then a double. It's all pretty yeah. much like you're going to have these guys. But the 36 free hit, I think, is the no brainer. 33 is just not exciting me. Like we mentioned, like, oh, it'd be great to have double Newcastle defense and James Madison, like, Mm-hmm. you know and maybe united get their stuff together so I, I don't think that's super exciting and then as far as the bench boost is concerned i think what this season has taught us and we keep forgetting is just any week where you see just an okay time to bench boost just do it <laughs> doesn't matter yeah. if it's single double whatever just do it i think that your your x points of a bench boost have have to be like in the low teens if that mm-hmm. like i don't in and, and so do i want to like structure my whole wild card around these like 10 extra points that i might get from a backup goalkeeper yeah. i don't it just bugs me so i i don't know i mean bench like i mentioned the other problem with the bench boost on 36 is um how to fit everyone in mm-hmm. if you want all these big guys and you need a bench so the no-brainer is target 36 with some chip mm-hmm. i just don't see how the i so if i had one the question was free hit and bench boost i think it would be free hit 36, I guess, bench boost, like as early as this week, just whenever you can yeah. make it work. I wouldn't really sweat it. This season does feel a little different with the bench boost because we're used to sort of everyone in synchronicity wild carding into a massive double game week and then you bench boost. And it it feels like in my cloudy memory, those were game weeks where we had lots of cheap strikers that played and would occasionally deliver to choose from. Uh, We could find a way to rotate goalkeepers. What I've experienced this season is there the, any week that seemed optimized for a bench boost would have uh, netted bad points. Like this week uh, I would have never considered playing a bench boost, but I have Anthony Gordon on my bench with 10 points and Fabian Schar with five. I actually have 16 points. I have a successful bench boost in game week 32, a week in which I would have never thought to have played it. I think, yeah, if you still have your bench boost, I agree, Dave. Like to it, it I don't think you're going to like what your team looks like if you try to build around 36 for that bench boost. Find a week where it looks like two or more of your bench players have great fixtures and you can't find a way to work, work to work them in. Do we, have we, have we thought about the bench boost all wrong in that we always thought the bench boost is every all four, the four guys on my bench all have to produce is the bench boost, not a chip where it's just like, get a guy off your bench. Like if we just assume it's get get one guy who returns off your bench, maybe that would actually be a healthier way to frame that chip is when you play the bench boost, you just get to pick a guy off your bench after the fact 
um, like whoever scored the best off your bench, you get to pick that guy. Oh, like a like a post like ipso post facto. Yeah, or chip. I guess yeah. you could you could just automate that. The game should be able. No, to, I bet, actually that would. I think we talked about this maybe in a preseason pod or mm-hmm. something. Was I think I think a good chip would be yeah a perfect team chip. So yeah. that, yeah, after you play it and then after the week it auto-sorts auto your team so it's the perfect selection, 11. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a more helpful, fun chip than bench. The most overrated things in the game are bench boost. And actually, I'll say triple captain. The amount of time and brain power we use on triple captain is pointless because you're just going to just throw it on a good captain some game. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be a lot of variance there. So the amount of brain power you use thinking about these chips I think is overrated. But yeah. I mean, just in terms of like, I mean, not to go way to 50,000 foot overview, but in fancy, what are we worried about? Opportunity mm-hmm. and and skill or, you know, what you make of those opportunities. So if you double your minutes and then you have three guys all double their minutes, that opportunity is just massive. So you think something good's going to happen. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's. But I agree. Yeah, maybe it's just like if you have one really, really, really hard benching decision, maybe you're just like bench boost. <laughs> like, yeah. Problem solved. Easy button. <laughs> I don't think that's a horrible way to look at it either. Where are you at with Manchester City? Because I think this is this is probably the most interesting team as far as this chip strategy discussion and just looking at the run in because Man City are by by rights by league table the best team in the division at the moment but they have no uh sort of quote-unquote fantasy opportunity in that like they they will have a double with wolverhampton at some point um near the end of the season just depends on the scheduling but as we're looking at it now there is no clear fantasy opportunity with man city apart from them just being the best team with the best players uh, with all the caveats that we've kind of been threading throughout this podcast. So, I mean, do you, do you, Dave, think you're just going to have Cancelo and as your only Man City representative for the rest of the season? It it hurts because I keep staring at this stupid draft I made, <laughs> uh-huh. that front line I, I spoke of before. And the midfield is, well, right now it's just, it's like Sala, Jota, Kulisevsky, Barnes. Yeah. Like, and Son, sorry. Because I want to fit in the in Sun and Kulusevsky, and it's yeah, you're right. There's no city, and the Manchester City we saw in the game today, the best team on earth, probably. They yeah. have Brighton, they have Watford, they have Leeds, yeah. they have Newcastle, and possibly a, a double with the Wolves on 36. Wow. I mean, holy mackerel! <laughs> and they yeah. and oh, by the way, they have to play every game for the title, and they yeah. can't take games off. I mean, yeah. yikes! I, I think you, I mean, in Foden, it's tricky because I was riding Foden for a while, and you know, was, he's he's frustrating to own. So I don't mm-hmm. think I'll go back to that well. But KDB, man, whew. I mean, it just feels yeah. not good to not own him. Not yeah, there all. is there is a north south divide that's starting to emerge, uh, and that's in the American Civil War terms of that um, north south divide, where we're going to end the season with Sala managers and De Bruyne managers, I think. And I'm very curious to see how that ends up. I mean, <laughs> I feel like maybe that war has already been lost by Sala owners if I had just gotten De Bruyne uh, on my wild card three weeks ago. I'd be I'd be in a much better situation 
and maybe it just kind of like it all as as a lot of these things do Dave they just sort of even out near the end you missed your window of opportunity but I don't know if if you love KDB as much as I do maybe it's time to just uh, take a take a risk um, by dropping Salah to get uh, to get to enjoy uh, his play for the rest of the season. I am not going to disagree with you on that. I can't, I can't after watching that game. No way. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I've, we're, this is certainly not the end of a game week 36 talk, of course. But um, I mean, any last words about our plans for game week 33? I feel like I feel like we have a pretty clear idea of where the opportunities and the pitfalls lie here. Uh, Veghorst, uh, your obituary has officially been written. My friend, any last any last words for Vout? Um, I mean, wow, that's <laughs> I, I didn't know you like like. I'm, I'm going died. full um, Undertaker on this dude right now. I, this is reminding me because I got tagged in Josh's uh, post about um, being being sick with COVID and yeah. not missing the pod, and so all day I've been getting Twitter notifications that are like, you know, be well, pray hands, like <laughs> wishing you the best. Uh-huh. So like I'm like I feel like I'm dying or something, but yeah. no, yeah, Whitehorse, um, but it's. I think this is a good week to just kind of go with your gut. Um, take it easy. Make, have it. Have a little fun. Make fantasy fun. Just bring guys that you, I think you'd just be fun to punt with um, yeah. this week. Because I don't think it seems like, you know, it's open captain. No real obvious standouts. I, I think just kind of go with go with what you feel. Right on. Well, Dave, thanks for stepping in uh, for our injured colleague. Get well soon, Josh. If you want to support the pod... Join us at patreon.com slash always cheating. When you become a supporter, you can say thank you and support what we do. Get access to our weekly prize leagues and extra ad free podcast each week, our slat check forum, etc. Now's the time where we thank our producers. Dave, I promised to put you to work on this episode. So now you have to read the thank yous for all of our Patreon producers, uh, of which there will be a very recognizable name to you. So hit it, Dave. Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T, The Big Gaffer, Bobas Kuhn, Jeff Hoosby, Ben Grant, James Holland, David Wagner Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Trav- Travis West, Victor, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markov, FPL Merch, that's an at, Carrie Earth Swanson, Kieran Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Mikey Long, Bruce Kerr, Sam Shower, Rich Evans, Future Media, Group FPL, Ben Sweeney, George Kinney, Shiv Morjaya, Romsky, AJ. That was three names. Jeremy Spitzker, Lazaros, Yanos. I'm going left now. Forberg, Skonging, <laughs> Andy Partluck. I think I read that twice. Toothless Gibbon, <laughs> Jesse Halstead, Matthew Becker, Kalev, Robbie, Todd, Byerly. That was a hard one. Alper, Paxoy, Martin Opseth, Lee Hickman, Valger Pilsen, Kruger, Joss, Yas, Bean, Francis Moore, managed by Lasso, James Keatley, Keegan Walsh, The Saint, FPL Pessimist, Robert Fox. <laughs> that was incredible. Todd Byerly is probably the easiest name to read there. I don't know how you had so much such difficulty there, Dave, but um, good effort. Yeah, if Patreon is not your bag, guys. <laughs> you don't you don't have to participate. You can help us a lot and say thanks just by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the podcast. And don't ding us for Dave's uh, performance on this podcast. You know, it's <laughs> don't. <laughs> you've been great, Dave. You've been at, great. Follow- at D Wagner, if you uh, for feedback, DMs are open. <laughs> Follow us on social media where you can tag D Wagner. 
uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter at Hell Cheaters, Facebook at Always Cheating, etc. Our website is alwayscheating.com. Dave, I love you. Appreciate you. Uh, good luck for the run in with all your with all your beautiful chips. Maybe just don't use your chips. And at game week 38, you can kind of line them up like micro machines on your desk and just admire them. Yeah. It's like survivor when they have the, um, the idol and they don't use it and can take it home. <laughs> they should have that for, they should have a carving, you know, how they do the NFTs and you can get like swag sure. or something with your <laughs> NFT. Like they should yeah. have, if you, if you don't use a chip, they should give you like a key yeah. ring or something. I should let the listeners know that I have definitely I have watched Dave race his digital NFT horse live online. So uh, um, we know each other a little too well at this point. I think. Yeah, I, no one's listening right now. So, but it's it's <laughs> okay. D Y it's D W E I G N E R. Just so you know, so don't don't no don't D wags with the A G. I'll tell you, we I'll, don't do I'll, that. I'll tag you on the Insta or, okay. and 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 the Twitter too, Dave. Uh, Cool. All right. Good luck, everybody. Thanks again, Dave. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Later.